Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back in to the Fantasy Football Sunday podcast. As I mentioned last week, we've got some more stuff in the works with this uh, whole fantasy thing that me and Dusty Likens are working on. Uh, Contracts. Hoping to get... uh, Hope to get some more updates on that here in the near future, but until then, it is just going to be the Fantasy Football Podcast, and we're going to try to update you guys once or twice a week, try to give you some advice, and try to give you our opinion on that week's action in the NFL. And this was a pretty exciting week. It was a much lower scoring week than week one of the NFL season, as was kind of expected. At least that's what I was expecting, because... Everybody's reading into week one after, you know, all these young players went off, all these teams were putting up all these points, the scoring in a lot of my leagues was just off the charts. Yeah, I'm sitting at 79 points right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's it was inevitably going to go down. Like, we had to expect that. And if you didn't expect that, you were just lying to yourself. And that's at full point PPR, too, and, by the way. You know, as we're recording this right now, we do have a little bit of breaking news. Mm. Um According to Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter, Jaguars Pro Bowl cornerback Jalen Ramsey has requested a trade from the team. Uh, it stems from his altercation with head coach Doug Marone yesterday and his frustration with the team. Right. Uh, you know, the team uh, I guess I guess mild fantasy implications with that, but really that's kind of a bigger thing because I could think of a Super Bowl contender here in Kansas City that really needs a cornerback right now. Yeah, I bet. Uh, I bet the uh, organization would love love, would love uh, Jalen Ramsey well, on this team. This is one of those situations where it's going to get ugly, right? Jalen Ramsey yeah. is a you know he's he's a loud player. I love Jalen Ramsey. I love his game. I love his attitude and the way that he approaches the game that turns some people off, as we saw here in Kansas City with Marcus Peters. Right. Um. I love that attitude. Some some people aren't about it. They think that it's selfish or whatever. I think that Jalen Ramsey brings a type of edge to the way that he plays the game that you especially need on a pretty soft defense, if you ask me. The Chiefs looked pretty soft. I understand that they held the Raiders to 10 points yesterday, but early on in the game, they looked soft, and they looked soft in week one, and I still think that they are soft. Now you assume that they're going to get better as the season goes on, but... If you're Brett Veach, you know what you got to do, and you got to go make that trade happen because even though Jalen Ramsey needs a new contract, that's the type of guy that you do pay. That's the type of guy that you spend big money on because he is a franchise-changing, defense-changing type of lockdown cornerback, so you have to go give that guy money. You know, And it might suck because giving him that much money – Probably means you're not going to pay Chris Jones, but I was never under under the impression that the Chiefs were all that interested in paying Chris Jones anyways, and he was an absolute game wrecker yesterday. Mm. The defense got better later in the game because Chris Jones just started terrorizing that entire offensive line. Yeah, Chiefs are a top 10 scoring defense, I believe, so far in the NFL. Small sample size, two weeks. I believe they put up 10 fantasy points last week, but Jalen Ramsey is uh, is the addition that could help you uh, 
turn that top 10 defense into a top five. It also brings over a different type of character uh, that is very contagious, that a team can bounce around. And I think Jalen Ramsey is one of those guys that you see in all types of sports that uh, you hate him if he's not on your team, but when he's on your team, it's a little bit different. Uh, you kind of like him because he brings that spike of energy. Also, he brings down a sl- he brings down a shut corner. And what happens to the Chiefs? Yesterday, you saw that with Tyra Williams catches a big play. Uh, it happened against uh, the Chiefs in Jacksonville. They let up a late touchdown to uh, former teammate Chris Conley, and they also let up an early touchdown that uh, inevitably ended uh, Nick Foles' uh, first eight weeks of the season. But adding a guy like Jalen Ramsey, this defense can keep it at a top ten scoring defense. Would be a trusting defense to use especially when they get to play Oakland one more time, Denver twice, uh, Phillip Rivers who throws a lot of interceptions against the Kansas City Chiefs when they have a pretty good corner over there on the right side as he did against Phil, uh, against uh, Marcus Peters. But pretty big news if Jalen Ramsey went out of Jacksonville, which at one time was what, the number one defense in fantasy football? Yeah, I mean, and they're, you know, first season they looked like a generational defense. Last year they were still very good, but they – Struggled. They had injuries last season. Obviously, Blake Bortles really held them back in a lot of ways. And again, for me and Rappaport, Jalen Ramsey wants to play man to man and lock down a wide receiver. One issue they've been having him play a lot of zone, and, and that was that was always going to happen. I feel like in Jacksonville, one because Tom Coughlin's the one that's actually in charge there, not Doug Marone. But Doug Marone's also that type of Tom Coughlin disciple who he wants to be in control of everything. He doesn't want to concede any type of control to the players. And Jalen Ramsey's the type of guy that, like, he, similar to Marcus Peters, and we saw those issues with, oh, we ran Marcus Peters out of town here in Kansas City because we didn't like that attitude, but the real problem was Bob Sutton. And Mm -hmm. Marcus Peters was competitive, and he pushed that to Bob Sutton because he wanted to be able to freelance. That's his game. Like, his game is coming off of his dude to go make a play on the football because he was incredible at reading quarterbacks. Jalen Ramsey's the same style of player. You need to just let that dude make plays and trust that his decision-making on the field and what he's seeing is what's best for the defense because the defense is better when he's out there getting interceptions. For sure. And he's just that type of player. Man, he's a ball hawker. He's going to get a pick, which this is a fantasy podcast. That's two points every time they do that for you. Yeah. So, Brett Veach, right here. Get it done, dude. Get it done. Whatever it takes, it doesn't matter. You want to go win Super Bowls, you go trade away first-round picks to get players like Jalen Ramsey. You already did it with Frank Clark, and Frank Clark has not looked very good so far in the first two games. He made him the the third-highest-paid defender in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, it's plain and simple. You've held out long enough with all the names that have been brought up to the table. You've kind of sat back, sat back. I don't know if you want to wait six weeks for Pat Peterson, but uh, ball's in your court, Brett. 2-0. You know where the problems are. But let's get to some fantasy stuff because we've got some pretty massive implications around the NFL. Uh, it was confirmed today Ben Roethlisberger is going to have to have season-ending elbow surgery. Is it Tommy John? Is that basically what it is? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know um, what it is. Like He threw the ball and then he just old-manned it was like, shit, on the field. And I don't know if it's just like Tommy John surgery or there's like ligament damage or... Like what the big deal is, like what like what he did to his elbow. But all I know is he released a statement saying that his season was over, and uh, it's quite ironic that a couple years ago Ben Roethlisberger said he wanted to be done. Then they drafted Mason Rudolph. Then he was like, I don't want to be done, and I'm not going to teach this kid anything because I still got three or four years left. Um, big Ben's arm basically fell off on Sunday, and now he's going to miss the rest of the year. So, real quick again from Adam Schefter, all this stuff's happening <laughs> right while we're trying to record this. Steve and his the, news the 
the Jags are asking for at least one first-round pick. Yeah, go give them a first-round pick. That's all they want for Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey was like a top eight pick or something like that you in the NFL the draft. Tweet? He's still worth that. Go, ahead go read the get next him. One. Go get him right now. Schefter thinks it's going to happen quick. Yes, he says that the heat, it could happen as soon as this week. Go do it. Go make it happen, Brett. Be on the phone right now. If Brett Veach isn't on the phone right now, Clark Hunt needs to get off his ass and go find Brett yeah, Get Veach it done by Wednesday so Serta can go talk to him in the locker room. Yes, and go get him right now from Jacksonville. That completely changes what your defense looks like. Where? That completely that puts you right back in the conversation with the New England Patriots because they look incredible. I know that I know Patrick Mahomes is incredible and There's the Chiefs offense stopper. is amazing, but the Patriots are on a completely different level than everybody else because they have potential to be a top 5 offense and a top 5 defense this season. Jalen Ramsey could put the Chiefs right back into that conversation. Also, give me all that AB versus Jalen Ramsey December it's uh, week 15 against yes. the Patriots. Yes. Oh baby, in the cold. And people are pointing out Oh, yeah, but he took that shot at Tyreek Hill. That's what cornerbacks do. He didn't know he was hurt. That's what cornerbacks do. They take shots at, Ty- yeah. they take shots at players when they're trying to shut them down. Yeah, kick him like, while he's down. Like, they talk trash. MMA fighters do that stuff all the time. That's the game. They get it. They understand it. If, if it's going to help them win a championship, I think they'll get over it. But, okay, back to Big Ben's elbow. Uh, yeah, we don't really know what the hell's wrong with it. Mike Tomlin just said that he had an MRI Tommy on his John. elbow. And that... He was going to have to have season-ending surgery. So maybe it is. Um, it feels like that could be some type of career-threatening injury, if that's the case. I mean, I know, Tommy John, it does happen in football. It's not nearly as common, obviously. Yeah, I don't know who um, anyone's had it. Is, I, I, can't, I can't remember, <laughs> but some, somebody had it recently in the NFL. And it's not... It's not as debilitating as it is in baseball. Yeah, like players can come back from it faster because it's not as some. It's not something that they're as dependent on as yeah. like you know pitchers who are well. The who, big thing who are about using baseball, the full force of their arm and body to like right, torque yeah. pitches and stuff like that. Yeah, because so, it's, it's just basically strain on the UCL, which is like basically what strains that is just the whipping motion from yeah. baseball players and football players. You're pretty much well, unless you're Pat Mahomes, you're just. Lightly touching it and putting it in places, but yeah. yeah. So I'm sure we'll get more updates on that. But you know, Mason Rudolph is, and they confirmed today, Mason Rudolph is the starting quarterback for them moving forward this season. Oklahoma um, State represent. He was okay yesterday. I mean, for a guy that just had to come in out of nowhere unexpectedly against a good Seattle Seahawks team, like he wasn't terrible. Uh, the Seahawks still won the game, but he kept it close enough to where it was kind of competitive down the stretch. Um, he targeted Vance a lot. Yeah, and, and that's that's so okay. So Vance McDonald, you were disappointed by his performance in Week One, right. uh, but he did still. You know, I mentioned it earlier in the week. He got like ninety-seven percent of the snaps as their mm. starting tight end, which he was splitting time with Jesse James last season. That's what you wanted to see. So the opportunities are coming for Vance McDonald, and what we saw yesterday was great for him. He wound up with two touchdowns. I think one of them was before Ben left the game, right? Yeah, and then he got a second one with Mason Rudolph. Um. Yeah, it inevitably hurts Juju for sure. And Juju so far has, you know, he had okay games. I think he had 70 yards in week one and then he had like 80 something right uh, yesterday. So he's looked okay. He's made some plays. He's still a very talented player. But, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is a Hall of Fame quarterback. It's going to hurt Juju. And so I know a lot of people that were taking Juju as a late first round pick very early at the turn, second round pick because. 
that target share that he was supposed to get, that he was supposed to get from Antonio Brown, and he was already getting tons of targets, and so it was going to go up even more. He's obviously an incredibly talented player. He's still their number one wide receiver in an offense that I would assume is probably going to pass a lot still because, oh, James Conner also suffered a knee injury in yesterday's game. Right. They said they don't think it's that serious. But James Conner, down the stretch last season, had injury problems. He definitely slowed down after that first stretch where he looked like he was one of the five best running backs in the NFL, at least by from the numbers standpoint. Yeah. He slowed down a lot. Like the wear and tear caught up to him fast last season. So I have concerns about James Conner. I feel like they're still going to have to throw the ball. James Washington was Mason Rudolph's teammate at Oklahoma State, right. and he was his favorite wide receiver there. So that might mean good things for James Washington. Yeah, Juju yesterday five for eighty four. He was targeted eight times. Big Vance, man, he had seven target or he had yeah seven targets, caught all seven, thirty eight yards and two touchdowns. The thing that's great about uh, when a when a young quarterback comes in and an experienced quarterback, think of like the tight end is like the big brother. They're always going to lean on that guy. He's going to get most of the targets. Um, I know he, last year the in this kind of same situation when Wentz went down, Ertz's numbers kind of went down with Nick Foles. Uh, Nick Foles is a slinger though. He's been in the league for quite some time. Whereas Mason Rudolph uh, clearly is going to find Vance McDonald and Juju out of those 84 yards, one catch came on 46 and he was still only one target ahead of Vance McDonald. So if you stick with with the Steelers offense, if you need somebody to pick up and it's not Ben Roethlisberger because he was your quarterback, you can maybe go the Mason Rudolph route. Or if you want to get somebody in their in their system with offense, there's only three names and that is uh, Samuels. I think he's the main running back with Connor if he ever goes down or if he needs a spell. Kind of like the Ronnie Brown situation. I think it's a Ronnie yeah. Brown in in, in uh, L.A. And then obviously McDaniel and Schuster. Justin Jackson. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, he's not, yeah, but I mean, other than that, I mean, you think Ronnie about Brown it. Ronnie Brown hasn't played in like eight years, right? Sure. Uh, but yeah, no, I think Vance McDonald and Sh- and Juju should be the only two players you should really honestly have on that Pittsburgh offense. Maybe Connor, if you trust that he's going to be okay, but his numbers are definitely going to go down because they're going to try to keep him for whatever there's just going to be. And like what you said, which is really important is that the Steelers are going to throw a lot. The Steelers' season, is it's over. I think it's fair to say that, right? They're starting quarterbacks out for the rest of the year. Um, Juju hasn't quite figured out like the number one spot yet. I think there's still some learning curves there with Juju. I would say that their season's probably over. So a lot of games, they're going to be from behind. So they're going to throw the ball, tight end, Juju, and then uh, maybe Jalen Samuels if you want to get him as your backup running back. Yeah. Or trade bait. Oh, and I think, yeah, Jalen Samuels, he's going to be owned in a lot of leagues because a lot of people coming into the season, they were saying you know, he was going to be involved in the offense. He wasn't really, but you know, if Connor's going to start getting banged up, Jalen Samuels is a good, he's a good passing game running back. He's only 23 years old. He's a young player, so he's going to have an opportunity. They still have a good, they still have a good offensive line. For sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it definitely hurts everybody in the offense. And to be quite honest, the Steelers, who everyone was assuming they could deal with all of the turmoil, all the Antonio Brown fallout, they didn't really look like a playoff team so far. And, and their defense was supposed to be a lot better this season, and it looks okay in some regards, and it was still getting torched in other regards, which has been the case over the last couple of years. Right. Um, you know, I'm glad that I don't have a lot of shares in Pittsburgh right now. Yeah, I don't have any. Because I stayed away I, from it. I love Juju as a player. I had him in a lot of leagues last year, and he was amazing for me. But I got him at the right price last year. This right. year, I did not get him at that right price, so I managed to avoid him in a lot of leagues. But you got to be in, yeah, you got to be upset. You got to be in bad shape if you if you took Juju with like a late first round, early second round pick, hoping he was going to be that number one wide receiver because this is definitely going to hurt his status. Um, a guy that I would look out for though, Deontay Johnson. 
their rookie wide receiver from Toledo. He is basically like the Antonio Brown prototype. Like he is the exact same player as Antonio Brown. Very good route runner, small, shifty guy. They basically took him to replace Antonio Brown. Uh, I didn't think that he was going to have a big role early on in the season, but that his role would develop uh, as we moved down the line. Mm. But with Mason Rudolph being his starter, Deontay Johnson's a guy that's working a ton with Mason Rudolph in practice. So I actually think that, that Deontay Johnson, as he's getting more and more involved in the offense, could wind up seeing an uptick, uptick in targets for Mason Rudolph. So he's a guy that, and really deep leagues, I keep an eye out for Deontay Johnson because I think he's a really, really talented player. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they're going to be behind by a lot. They're going to throw the ball a lot. Mason Rudolph's going to get walked right into this, not walked right into so He's basically getting shoved right into this league. Uh, he's the guy they draft to replace Big Ben. If your season's technically over, it's uh, audition time to see what you've got. And if that's the case, and they should be all right, and uh, I think I'm going to go check out and see if this guy's available in my league as well. Um, Deontay Johnson? I am right now, actually. I have him in uh, two dynasty leagues because okay. I have a lot of faith in him as a player in the near future, not just for this season, but down the line. He is a guy that I really like a lot. But moving to Dante Moncrief. Yes, and Dante Moncrief <laughs> is absolutely terrible. Trash. Did you see that pass yesterday? Just hit him in the helmet. Drop three yeah. last week. Yeah, Dante Moncrief is terrible. If you have Dante Moncrief on your roster, just drop him. <laughs> Drew Brees, though, also got injured in yesterday's rematch against the Los Angeles Rams. He tore some type of ligament in his throwing thumb. He had a, some type of brace on it after the game yesterday. He is going to have to have surgery. They're expecting him to be out like four to six weeks. Uh, that hurts the Saints offense as well. They're a Super Bowl contending team. And Teddy Bridgewater did not look very good yesterday. Now, I'm willing to give Teddy Bridgewater the benefit of the doubt here because he hasn't been a starter in a long time. Right. He had to come in against what I think is a Los Angeles Rams. I, I think their defense is a lot better than people give it credit for. Obviously, Aaron Donald's a game record, but I don't think people give enough credit to that overall pass rush as well as their secondary, which their secondary looks like it is much more improved this year from last season because they had Talib was hurt a lot of the year. Uh, he's finally healthy. Marcus Peters looks like he's playing back up to the level that we were used to seeing here in Kansas City. I think their secondary is very good this year. So I still think that – I don't think that you can judge a ton off of Teddy from yesterday's performance. Now, Teddy's not owned in any leagues. He's 0% owned, and, he, and as rightfully he should be. Same with Mason Rudolph. Um but that offense is going to be really good. And what Sean Payton is good at as a head coach is trying to find ways to maximize the guy that he has, what that guy can do. You've seen it with the third string quarterback, Taysom Hill. Like, he was just like, you know, this guy's a talented all around player. Like, I could just right. find ways to get this guy involved. I think he's going to try to do that with Teddy Bridgewater. So there's intrigue there. But he's not a guy that. If I have Drew Brees, I'm not rushing to go get Teddy Bridgewater. Mm -hmm. I, I have to I have to see how they use Teddy Bridgewater first because it's going to hurt the entire offense, but obviously you're still playing Michael Thomas every week. You're still playing Alvin Kamara every week. You can't not play those guys. And maybe the Saints, I mean, maybe they do go straight run heavy and Alvin Kamara becomes that much better because they still have a good offensive line. Right. Like they're still a very talented roster. So I don't think it hurts Alvin Kamara that much, but it's definitely going to hurt Michael Thomas in some regard because Teddy's just not the passer that Drew Brees is. Yeah, I think out of anything, I think it hurts Michael Thomas owners more. I think Alvin Kamara is actually the guy that will actually see progress in all this just because he's the bell cow. He's the guy that catches passes on checkdowns. And if Drew Brees ain't with the, with the New Orleans Saints, 
they're not going to be playing from ahead a lot because he's just that type of franchise quarterback. And you stick with the same narrative when they're behind, they throw. When they throw from behind, there's a lot of things that are open in the lower fields of the game. And that's where Alvin Kamara will be. And I think Alvin Kamara just continues to spike upwards. Whereas Michael Thomas, again, it hurts because it's like with Ben being out and Juju hurting you, it's Breeze being out. Michael Thomas's numbers are going to fall too because there's just yeah. guys that can't put the ball where Breeze can. Yeah, exactly. Like Drew Brees is one of the most accurate passers the game has ever seen. You can't teach stuff like that. Like, like yeah. you're just not going to replace that with Teddy Bridgewater. But there's a reason Teddy they made Teddy Bridgewater the highest paid backup quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, and it was because they think that he can step in, that he could be potentially the successor to Drew Brees when Drew Brees hangs it up. And in case you know this situation happened, the reason they gave him all that money is because they thought that he is still a starting caliber quarterback that they had sitting behind their Hall of Fame quarterback. Right. So I'm not in a rush to go get Mason Rudolph or Teddy Bridgewater on my waiver wire, but I still think there's a lot of quarterbacks out there that are available in a ton of leagues that you should look at above those guys. Like a Jimmy Garoppolo, for whatever reason, is still available in a ton of leagues. And Jimmy hasn't been incredible. Like He hasn't been lighting the world on fire. Like I think a lot of people thought that that Kyle Shanahan offense was going to look really explosive early on they're just too young man like the, their wide receivers are so young Marquise Goodwin is the most vet wide receiver on the team and he's not a number one wide receiver by any means Kittle is obviously still amazing yeah but yesterday their wide receivers looked pretty good and and the rookie Debo Samuel was awesome yesterday and he was a guy that I was actually targeting on last week's waiver wire even though he didn't get a ton of looks because no one else from that wide receiver group stepped up. And then yesterday, Samuel was awesome. So I think Jimmy G moving forward is in a good situation to put up a lot of fantasy points. And he might not be a guy like, hopefully, you know, Ben and Breeze were probably your fantasy starters. Sure. Um, but, you know, now it might have to be kind of a more uh, rotational streamer type of lineup for you, depending on what your quarterback situation is and who who your backup quarterback is. So I don't think that Jimmy G is going to be an every week starter for you, but he's certainly a serviceable fill in when the matchups are right. And yeah. so that's what you're going to have to start doing. You're just going to have to start playing the matchups every week. Totally agree. I mean, there's no one receiver that I would pick in San Francisco, but Jimmy G seems to find them all. And Jimmy G had a good week last week. Yeah. And, and, and Kittle hasn't even gone off yet. Like Kittle had two touchdowns. He should have week one. He had two touchdowns called back because of penalties. Right. It was totally bogus. I have Kittle in a bunch of leagues. I was really frustrated about it. But Kittle's going to be just fine. Like he only wound up with like 54 yards yesterday, but he got most of it on 36-yard catch where he just threw an NFL player like a child to the ground and ran for 36 yards. George Kittle's going to be just fine. GK, baby. Andy Dalton, if you listen to the show on Sundays, I don't yeah. think I've talked about it much here, but I've talked about it on Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. Fantasy Football Sunday. Andy Dalton is a baller in September. like And and he's been pretty good so far this year. He, for some reason, every year, Andy Dalton manages to put up like really good stats in the month of September. Then teams get a little bit of film on him, and they start to diagnose him, and he can't adjust at all, yeah, he and he slip. starts to be terrible. So I know there's only a couple of weeks left in September, but one thing that he's got on his side this year is that he's got a young offensive-minded head coach in Zach Taylor. They don't have A.J. Green, who could be coming back. Tyler Eifert looks like he's healthy. He caught a touchdown this week. John Ross was still awesome. Tyler yeah, Boyd's still awesome. Like, And they get A.J. Green back soon. Like that. Actually, their offense 
looks good. And their offense looks like it could be a lot better than we were giving it credit for. I know it's Andy Dalton, but from a fantasy perspective, a lot of things are aligning there in Cincinnati for that offense to continue to put up points. Once they get A.J. Green back, if he's 100% healthy, he's still a number one wide receiver in the NFL. And, I mean, Joe Mixon has been terrible so far. Yeah, he's not healthy, uh, though, right? But he's he's banged up. Yeah, yeah. he was a game-time decision headed into this week. He was he was bad this week. So, I don't know I don't know what they're going to do with Mixon. they got to figure out how to get him healthy or get him more involved. But their passing attack has looked really good. So, Andy Dalton's a guy I'm definitely targeting on a lot of waiver wires this week. And just to give you some Let's see what Andy Dalton's like season looks like going forward. They play a bad Steelers team next week. They play a, a Cardinals team whose defense is on the ropes. Then they get a little stretch of Ravens, Jaguars, Rams, Ravens. But then they'll play the Raiders, Steelers, Jets, Browns, all that when it comes to playoff week for you. So it's good to just stash Andy Dalton because, again, we are two weeks into the season and we already don't have Andrew Luck, Nick Foles, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees. This is just the start. So when you need to stash somebody away or put somebody away, and like yeah. Sturdy just said, no A.J. Green yet. Yeah. Offense looks like it's rolling. They're 0-2. They're not going to be a strong team. They're going to throw a lot because they're going to be down a lot. Again, that narrative stays strong. But seriously, yeah, uh, Andy Dalton, a little bit of recognition. If you yeah. need a serious situation, you need to fix your quarterback. Problem. So Jimmy G available in a ton of leagues. Andy Dalton's available in like 85% of leagues right now. He's available on a ton of Daniel Jones. Matthew Stafford's a guy that's still available in a lot of leagues. Daniel Marcus Jones. Mariota, although Marcus Mariota would be like if I if I, if I was going to rank like the ten quarterbacks that I would go pick up, Marcus Mariota would be ten because mm. I don't trust him whatsoever. And you know I hate the Tennessee Titans; they're terrible. It was I hate everything. The I hate everything the they stand for as a you franchise. You don't like Mike Vrabel? Everything their mustache. Co- I hate everything that Mike Vrabel's coaching philosophy what? stands for. I feel like he's a good they're, guy. No, no. Screw the Titans. Playoff team last year. Screw Mike Vrabel. Screw Marcus Mariota. Great defense. Derrick Henry's having a great year. Jacoby Brissett hasn't been great, but he threw three touchdowns yesterday Eh. and still has one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Brought them back to beat those trash Titans. Like Jacoby Brissett's a guy that I would be interested in depending on how deep your league is. Matthew Stafford's going to be Matthew Stafford. He's going to have weeks where he throws 50 times but manages 350 yards and four touchdowns. Sad. And he's going to have weeks where he throws for 150 and one touchdown and one pick. Like, that's yeah. just Matthew Stafford. But we can't be that picky right now, right? right. Like, we still got to go add guys. And Josh Allen would be one of my top ads Hello. right there with Jimmy G and with Andy Dalton. He's still available in a ton of leagues. Josh Allen thrown for over 200 yards in seven consecutive games. It 200 changes. yards is not a lot in the modern-day NFL. But... No, for Mahomes him, it in a quarter. that is progress. For Josh Allen, that's progress. Everything that he adds with his legs on top of it. Josh Allen's still a very serviceable fantasy quarterback. And I told you a lot of you to pick him up last week. I'm surprised that he's still available. Uh, we got to get out of here in a few minutes, but let's run through a few more waiver wire pickups. Uh, Raheem Mostert, mm, to my dismay. Up. Matt Breida was fantastic Your yesterday boy. for the 49ers. He averaged 10 yards per carry, but he only had like 13 carries, and he had like 120 yards because Kyle Shanahan just insists on using three running backs. Raheem Mostert had two touchdowns. Jeff Wilson had a touchdown. They brought Jeff Wilson up from the practice squad this week, and he had a touchdown. Uh, I mean, Mostert is a guy that we still don't know exactly how long Tevin Coleman's going to be out. Mostert's obviously going to get work in this in this offense. Matt Breida was the starter, but they're not going to give Matt Breida 20 carries a game. Like, Mostert's oh, going to get no. 
Matt Mostert's going to get 10 touches a yeah. game. game. So he's a guy that if he's not owned in your league, he absolutely needs to be rostered everywhere until Tevin Coleman comes back. Uh, Frank Gore had a good game. Dude, that guy's uh, never going to go away. Devin Singletary, he did get hurt in the game. Uh, they're saying it's a hamstring injury, but they don't think it's uh, anything that's going to be like a significant amount of time. But hamstrings are kind of tricky. You can't really judge those. You just have to take it day by day. Where are you? So with, Frank uh, Gore is going to get a lot of work in that Bills offense moving forward because he just refuses to disappear. Serious question: Where are you with uh, 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 what's his name, Thompson for the Chiefs? Is that right? I still own him in one league. Like McCoy's questionable. Yes, uh, Williams uh, hurt his knee a so, little bit, right? McCoy was supposed to get. Darwin they're Thompson, saying with yeah. Damian Williams, they said that it they, it wasn't anything so he's serious. Fine. Um. With the Sean McCoy, he had an MRI on his ankle today, but they said they didn't believe it was serious. It was just to make sure that it wasn't something more serious that they weren't seeing on the surface. Mm. Uh, we haven't got an before. update on that yet. Uh, you know, I'm still rostering Darwin Thompson. That's fair. In the idea that Damian Williams has never stayed healthy, I don't trust him to stay healthy. LeSean McCoy's 32 years old and Already has had hurt. injury problems the last couple of years. I don't really trust either one of them. The Chiefs, the Chiefs run run blocking was terrible yesterday yeah 1.5 uh, and so so far their running game has been terrible so i'm still rostering darwin thompson in the hopes that maybe it continues to be so terrible that andy reed says all right bleep this we got to try something like yeah like i'm fine with pat just throwing 50 yard bombs all the time but we got to have some type of running game once we get into the postseason in the cold months of the year. Right. We can grind away some clock a little bit because they were using Daryl Williams at the end of yesterday. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, Darryl uh, I don't think that Daryl Williams is an ad. I just think that was a a product of the situation where LaShawn McCoy and Damian Williams were injured, so they put in Daryl Williams just because I, I don't think they trust Darwin Thompson to be that kind of just in-between-the-tackles-grind-the-clock type of runner. And Daryl Williams is expendable. Thing. Well, I just so. don't think he's in the future for the Chiefs. It just even with a name like yeah. Daryl. So, yeah. Sorry, uh, Geronimo Allison is a guy that's available in a lot of leagues. He looked good yesterday. He caught a touchdown from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, with that offense, I don't know, man. Aaron Rodgers still yesterday. I get that he's had to open the season just brutal schedule. Chicago, Minnesota, two of the best defenses it's in the Denver NFL. Denver next week. Uh, Rodgers looked good to start the game. And then as they kind of adjusted, Minnesota just completely shut that offense down. Uh, Geronimo Allison should still be a guy that's rostered in most of your leagues. Debo Samuel, still available in a ton of leagues, even though I did, I think I mentioned him last week as somebody that you should pick up. Um, Go out and get him. He looks like he's shaping into their number one wide receiver outside of George Kittle. Marquise Goodwin's still going to be involved, but Marquise Goodwin is is a veteran who's never been a legitimate number one wide receiver, so I don't bank on Marquise Goodwin all that much. DJ Chark had another good game for Jacksonville. I've got him flagged. He looks like he is actually, like, he's unfolding into their top wide receiver. Everybody thought it was going to be D.D. Westbrook. I thought it was going to be D.D. Westbrook. I thought D.D. Westbrook was the most talented wide receiver on the team. Uh, DJ Chark, again, though, another good game yesterday. Uh, I did add him in one league last week. It's the only league I own him in. Uh, I've got wide receiver problems in that league, so I'm kind of hoping that continues. It's going to be hard to count on that every week with Gardner Minshew as the quarterback, but can't be picky. If the dude keeps catching touchdowns, then he needs to be rostered. Obviously, Demarcus Robinson was absolutely insane yesterday. Best game of his career, without a doubt. So you can't 
you can't bank on that from Demarcus Robinson every week, obviously. No. But the same way, I don't think you can bank on that from Sammy Watkins every week. Like I think Anybody. Sammy Watkins is the number one wide receiver to own in this offense. But Patrick Mahomes is just proving that, you know, anybody's capable of going off when I'm the one that's throwing it. So you basically just have to start Demarcus Robinson, McCole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, and Travis Kelsey every week. Like, you, like That's just what you have to do. There's no like playing matchups with the Chiefs. You just start all those guys every week and hope you get the one that goes off. Because the boom is worth the bust. Yes. I mean, that's all Because we're, we're talking at least 150 yards and a touchdown. 30 points a person. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're talking, if, you get, if you hit the guy that goes off yeah. that week, it's 150 yards and a touchdown. Like, and it's going to separate you, you from your opponent yes, no matter what. Yes. So you just, you you just start all of them. Demarcus Robinson's the only one that's still available in a ton of leagues. Everybody went out and got Hardman this week. And he's going to go quick. So and you most of you big. Kansas City people drafted yeah. Hardman anyways. That's so right. Demarcus Robinson's still available. He's going to get picked up in a ton of leagues this week. And that's just basically what you have to do. Until Tyreek Hill comes back, you just start all of those guys and hope you get the guy that goes off that week. Because it appears that all they're going to do is they're going to say, which person do you not want to burn you today? Whoever that is, we're just going to choose somebody else because our quarterback is that damn good. Before we get out of here... J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Oh, hey, there you go. Is a guy that... You just wanted to say that name. I told, well, I told you guys about him. That was like a I love him. Dish. He played for Stanford. He's a great wide receiver. I think he's super talented. I think he's the future number one wide receiver in Philadelphia. But after they lost every offensive weapon last night, and after I dropped him in a league last Aguilar week... Aguilar showed Because up, he got no snaps. He got a ton of work. He got some looks. Aguilar, probably still the guy to own yep. if the Jeffrey uh, Deshaun Jackson injuries are serious. But if they miss any significant time, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside needs to be a guy that you pick up because that's still going to be a high-volume offense. So, yes, J.J. Yeah, I mean, Arcega-Whiteside. Oh, I mean, I'm starting but, with Cole Hardman over Alshon Jeffrey. I'm done. Oh, for sure. For yeah, me. you should. You should. Absolutely. Deep threat. Patrick Mahomes. Do it. Horny. But all right, we'll catch up with you guys on Thursday this week, and we'll try to preview some matchups. Waiver Wire. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 